0: Welcome to Hack Republic Radio. This is CyberCod, and today I'm going to talk to you about how to de-bloat your Windows install disk. We all know the Windows is full of unwanted, unnecessary bloat and security holes. I can't really tell you much about the security holes, but chances are you already know how to deal with that if you're listening to HPR. On the other hand, getting rid of the bloat, that's very doable. To start off, you need to go to www.nliteos.com That's n-l-i-t-e-o-s.com. Download and install the program. Now, be warned, you have to have .NET Framework 2.0 installed as well as any dependencies that it might need. This works for Windows 2000, 2003, as well as all versions of Windows XP. You'll want to have about a gig and a half of free space before you start this project. You put in your Windows CD and you start up light, Select your language and browse to the CD. Then you select a folder to copy the files from the CD to the hard drive. Next you might see the presets page, but I'll explain more about that later. Next you'll come to the task selection screen. Here you can decide all the things that you would like to do to your install disk, including such things as an integrate service packs, hotfixes, add-ons, updates, and even drivers. You can remove components and services Or you can set your disk up for unattended installs, change a variety of options, or add in a bunch of tweaks to make it a little bit more power user friendly. And lastly, create a bootable ISO of your customized install. If you're going to integrate a service pack, I suggest going in and grabbing it ahead of time so that you're prepared. If you forgot to do this, there are links within the program to take you to Microsoft's website to grab your service pack. I leave getting past the Windows Genuine Advantage up to you. Integrating drivers allows you to customize your disk for a particular machine, and it makes for a really easy install. If your drivers are zipped up, or they're in EXE, you'll want to make sure to extract them first. To integrate your drivers, simply click the Insert button, and then browse to where your drivers are stored. You can select your drivers individually, or alternately, you can select an entire folder. Once you've found your way to your drivers, select the INF file, and nLite will automatically add them to the install. If you've had problems installing Windows XP due to a lack of SATA drivers, this is not necessarily going to fix that problem. While this will add the SATA drivers to the install disk, it's not necessarily going to make them available during the text mode portion of the install process. You'll want to search out and find instructions for your particular hardware as far as installing SATA drivers goes. There are ways to do it, but sometimes it's a little bit more messy than using this program. Next up is the compatibility screen. On this screen, check the check boxes next to the function that you wish for your Windows installation disk to keep. After you've selected all of the functions that you wish to keep, click OK and those functions will be outlined in red, letting you know not to remove those if you wish to keep that particular functionality. Next up, you'll have the screen where you can remove components. And this is where most of the work of, of deep-loading Windows comes in. On the components screen, check the boxes next to the features that you wish to remove. You can get rid of the accessibility options, briefcase, the games, pinball, wordpad, basically anything that you want. You can get rid of drivers, you can get rid of the help system, you can get rid of Internet Explorer. Anything that you don't want in your install, this is the place to take it out. Also a great place to get rid of a bunch of services. Though I do advise look up the services that you're proposing to remove before you remove them because some of them might do some stuff that you're not quite sure of and after you've done major install disk and installed it, you find that you need that service it's going to be a little bit too late. This is also where you can get rid of the docs, support, and value add directories from your CD. If you're installing SATA drivers you might want to copy these folders off to your drive, because there's a few tools in there that are necessary for installing text mode data drivers in order to install onto a SATA disk. But after they're copied and you have those tools available, there's no point in keeping them. After you've selected all of the components you wish to remove, hit Next and you'll come to the Unintended screen. On the Unintended screen, there's tons of things you can do to make your Windows installation a lot easier. You can insert your product key so that you don't have to put it in. You can also enable or disable system restore, or set the amount of disk space that it uses. You can have it hide pages that you don't want to use, or provide defaults so that you can just click next and get through the installation quickly. You can also create commands that will be run on the very first time the computer boots up after installation. You can add default users. You can even go ahead and set up the network ID and the owner. If you know that no one else is going to be using this CD, you can go ahead and set the region and the time zone as well. You can set the desktop theme. You can turn off automatic updates, change the default color display. You can also rename your program files directory to something else, like just programs or bin. You can customize the directories on your install disk to make it seem more like Linux or Unix or whatever you're used to. While it won't be 100% exactly like it, it'll feel a little bit more like home. Once you're finished here, click next to get to the options screen. On the options screen, there's a few options to make things a little a little better. You can remove the requirements for hard drive space and the minimum re- memory requirement, allowing you to install it on older machines that with less than 128 megs of RAM. You can also set the install to have a classic look and a black background and get rid of the lying crap that Windows usually says there as far as how it's going to run better than the last version did. This is also where you set your Windows path and your Profiles path, as well as your temporary folder. Once you've selected all of the options that you wish to change, click Next and you'll get to the Tweaks screen. A lot of the tweaks here are contained in the tweaks UI program, so if you've used that before some of these will be familiar. Things you can do is change the desktop icon size, decide whether Internet Explorer icon or My Computer, My Documents, My Network Places, or the Recycling Bin icons are on the desktop. You can show the Windows version on the desktop, you can also change whether NumLock is on or off, use a classic login page or the welcome screen, as well as a lot more stuff there's really a lot in there so take your time and really really check that out one thing that I found really useful was you can add more options to the right-click menu of my computer allowing you to get to add and remove programs or services or a lot of things with just two quick clicks. If you're pretty sure you like how everything is set up now's a good time to save a preset. What a preset allows you to do is to take someone else's Windows disk and apply the same changes to it. Now you might want to go in and make sure to change the CD key, but otherwise everything else you should be able to keep just like you have it now. If you hit next at that point, it'll ask you if you want to start the process. This will go through and apply all of the changes that you've been selecting. If there's anything you think you might want to do differently, now's the time to go back and change it. When you're sure that you're ready to go, start the processing and sit back and wait for it to finish. It can take a differing amount of time depending on how much you've customized it, so be prepared to wait a little while. Next up, you find the screen where you create the bootable ISO. But wait, don't just hit burn right away. One of the cool things about this is that since you've removed so much space from the install disk, you can fill that space up with your own special installs of the programs that you normally use. So click explore and go into the disk, create a folder for your installs copy all of your installs that you wish to make part of the disk into that folder. Keep an eye on the file size of of the folder to make sure that you don't go over 700 megs. Another cool thing you can do here is with special folder names you can have a certain folder copied to the drive. If you make a folder $OEM$ and then make a subfolder in that $1 then any subfolder from that folder will be copied to the drive upon installation. You'll see it happening right after the disk partitioning before the reboot. So all of your installs will be on the drive and accessible immediately after the install, and you can go about setting up your security applications and anything else you think you're going to need. When you feel like you're ready to go, you can set the default disk label to something else, and then click Make ISO. It'll spit out an ISO that you can easily burn to a disk, And there you go. You've got your custom Windows install disk that you made your very own self. There's a program for doing this with Vista called VLite. I'm not familiar with that as I'm not a Vista user. But if you would like to check it out, you can find it at www.vlite.net. For more information on how to modify your Windows installation disk, including changing the text on the billboards, visit www.msfn.org or unattended.msfn.org. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.